0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Charge Running Podcast. I'm Coach Larry, and today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode, but that doesn't decrease its value. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the most common running injuries, which is shin splints. I'm going to discuss what shin splints is, what causes it, how to heal your shin splints and return back to running safely, along with so much more. So let's dive right in. Alright you guys, shin splints. It is one of the most common running injuries that so many runners face. I've dealt with it in my running career. I've coached several runners that have dealt with it. Also, about 30 to 40% of runners do get some sort of shin pain throughout a year. Shin splints, it's also referred to as medial or anterior tibial stress syndrome, but it just depends on where it's located on your shin. Pain is generally felt on the inside of the tibia. That's the most popular spot to feel it and get shin splints, um, which is the big shin bone in your lower leg. And it's normally very tender to the touch and it hurts when your foot impacts the ground while you're running. It's really important to think of your bones and your muscles as living tissue and they are in a constant balance of breakdown and repair so when the damage from repeated impact from running or whatever activity it is builds up faster than it can be repaired these microscopic tears and cracks begin to form so essentially shin splints occurs uh when your muscles your tendons and bone tissue just become overworked mainly because runners are increasing their running volume or their intensity Too soon or they're just not taking the proper rest that they need which results in just greater impact forces on the body on the shins there has been some studies that have actually linked some biomechanical habits to higher risks of developing shin splints Um, some of the things are just having a very narrow step width so make sure your feet when you're walking or running in the snow, for example, you can see it really well. Make sure your step width is not so close together. There should be a little bit of a space between uh, the width of your feet. And also, i um, just having a very low cadence can increase the likelihood of you getting shin splints. The very first and most important thing that you need to know is that you should not ignore the pain, the pain. It's a message from your body telling you that something is wrong. So don't ignore that listen to it, listen to your body and just start addressing the issue before it turns into something more. Shin splints is an injury that happens to a lot of newer runners. Um, One reason being because they're very motivated uh, early on in like their new training or running routine to get out there and just start hammering a bunch of miles, doing a lot of hard workouts or they're just running hard every single day. So uh, their motivation is really high, which can just lead to. the likelihood of shin splints coming up more or even more aggressively. So something else that's pretty interesting is that your cardiorespiratory system, your heart, your lungs, they all adapt to running much faster than your bones do, than your muscles do. Um, So your breathing may start to get much better after just a couple weeks of running and you're may not be feeling as much pain. You may not be uh, feeling as tired, but Your muscles and your bones, they aren't quite caught up like your cardiorespiratory system. So you have to allow your musculoskeletal system to adapt properly. If you've been running for a few days or a few weeks and you're starting to experience pain along your shin for, I always say, two days in a row, it's time to start considering uh, the chances of it possibly being shin splints. At this point, it's pretty easy to self-diagnose. It's gonna feel like a throbbing sensation, um, or like every time you take a step on the ground, it's gonna feel like somebody's just hitting you with a stick right across the shin. But the good news is, if it's treated early and properly, it can be reversed before it turns into a bigger issue, like a stress fracture or something. So now you've kind of decided that the pain you're feeling most likely is shin splints. Um, Of course, it's always best to get it checked out by a doctor or physician um just to make sure it's not anything bigger but most likely it is shin splints and the first thing you need to do to just get back on the road to recovery and back to running like you want to is rest and reduce your level of activity immediately so once again the first thing you need to do is rest and bring down your level of activity your intensity everything if treatment begins soon enough you could be back to normal running in as little as two weeks for most people I always recommend taking one week off completely of running as soon as you start to feel those shin splints coming on two days after you've noticed the pain. Uh, During that time though, during that one week off of running, you can do non-weight bearing activities, things like swimming, biking, or using elliptical um, just to help keep your cardio up. That's going to allow your body to heal though, which is the main goal for that first week the absolute worst thing that you can do during this time is to keep running through it. That is just going to delay the healing process. And unfortunately, that's exactly what I did the first time I had shin splints. It was back in high school. And it was an injury that I was dealing with for months because I would just start to run a little bit easier, but still try to keep training pretty hard and uh, still doing some faster workouts. And I always had that pain uh, in the back of my mind it was never enough to where it was like just crippling or making me uh, forced to stop but i always felt it and that just made it not get any better so as i mentioned after taking that first week off completely of running and just focusing on cross training uh, the second week you can start to incorporate things like strength training and a little more stretching uh, just to help build up that protection against the injury You can do things like single leg balances where you're just balancing on one foot Uh, i recommend doing it barefoot in the house or something but that's going to really work different muscles and muscles that don't get worked a whole lot uh, in your lower leg those stabilizing muscles Also, you can roll out your calf with a foam roller, your Achilles, a little bit more. Don't do it too aggressively. Same thing with stretching. You can stretch a little bit more. It may be an inflexibility issue, but most likely it's not. It's just an overuse uh, injury that's coming up. But you can also do your ABCs with your feet. So once again, you balance on one foot and then with your foot that's in the air. Go through the alphabet, so make the letter A with your foot, the letter B with your foot that's in the air. And that's going to really work out uh, your tibialis anterior, which is the muscle that runs across the top of your shin. And then lastly, another workout you can do is eccentric heel dips just to strengthen your calf. So... Uh, you think of like calf raises. This is the opposite where you have your toes hanging on a ledge or like a little stair and you focus on going down really slowly instead of pushing up forcefully. You want to bring your heel lower than what your toes are. That's why it's got to be elevated. Your toes have to be elevated on like a step or something. So do uh, these eccentric heel dips just to strengthen your calf a little bit more. So during that second week, I would spend just five to 10 minutes per day doing those exercises, um, along with some low weight bearing activities, uh, all just during that second week, just to help your body get used to lower impact forces before jumping fully back into running. So during that second week, when you're doing those strength training exercises and rolling out your calf a little bit more, you can also start running on a treadmill at a very slow pace, Uh, but with the incline up really high just so the impact force is not as high or just doing 5 to 10 to 15 minutes of running with some walking built in but on a softer surface like some grass or a turf field. During that time that you're letting your shins heal and then the second week where you're starting to incorporate some of those strength training exercises and slowly getting back into running I recommend uh, also just icing during that time. So put an ice pack on your shins. Don't apply it directly to the skin. Have a paper towel or something in between the ice and your shin. But uh, apply an ice pack for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Then take 10 to 15 minutes off and do it again for a few times. Uh, Some studies are pretty conflicting on whether ice is going to help or not. I recommend finding what works best for you though. Another thing that you can do though is wear compression sleeves. I was trying to do some research before this and I couldn't find any scientific studies that showed uh, compression helped heal shin splints. It can make running just a little bit more bearable, a little bit more comfortable because it helps uh, stabilize everything a little bit more. It does help increase blood flow slightly. but like i said there's no hardcore scientific evidence out there except ones that's provided by compression companies which they're of course doing just to endorse their product so once again compression is one of those things you have to find out what works for you if you're a believer in compression stick with it but i wouldn't go out and spend 60 dollars on a pair of compression socks just for this reason This could also be a good time to check with your doctor to see if it's okay to start adding in like a calcium uh, supplement just to help strengthen your bones. But one last thing that some runners uh, do have success with when they're returning from shin splints is using an an inorthotic or an insole um, just to help uh, give their foot a little bit more support, almost act as a shock absorber. Replacing your shoes can be beneficial, but most of the time... Uh, It's an overuse injury, not from improper footwear. On the biomechanics side of things, the best thing that you can do, as I kind of touched on earlier, is to just increase your cadence or how many steps you're taking in a minute. So as you're running your next run at just a regular pace, have a stopwatch on hand and then just start it and then once you start it, count how many times one of your feet hit the ground in a minute and then multiply that by two. Once you get that number, you should try to increase it by about 10% from that number. Just focus on that during some runs. Don't do it the entire run and become obsessed with it. But just a few minutes each run, try to get it up to 10% higher than what it was that original count. It doesn't have to be 180 steps per minute like a lot of people have heard. But increasing that cadence... Uh, It is just going to spread out the forces a little bit more horizontally. It's going to decrease the vertical oscillation in your step. So just to recap everything here today, shin splints, it is such a common injury among runners. About 30 to 40% of runners experience shin pain uh, every year. Shin splints, first and foremost, it is an overuse injury, so it most likely is being caused from increasing your mileage, your volume, or your intensity too soon. You can be back to running in as little as two weeks for a lot of runners. During this time, I recommend taking one week off of running completely and focus on cross-training, non-weight-bearing activities like swimming, being on an elliptical, biking, just to help keep your cardio up. Then during that second week, it's important to start to do more strength training exercises, things like single leg balances, do your ABCs with one foot in the air, just help strengthen your tibialis anterior, do eccentric heel dips, and also doing things like foam rolling your calf a little bit more and uh, just stretching in general can be beneficial for some people. During that second week, after a week completely off of running, you can also start to incorporate some uh, low weight bearing activities like jogging very slowly on a treadmill with the incline up high, so the impact force is not as high doing some run walks for just 10 to 15 minutes every other day and then when you return back to running after doing that, I would start with about 50% of your overall volume that you were doing when you got injured. Replacing your shoes may not be a bad idea if they are pretty worn. Most of the time you can get about three to 500 miles out of a pair of shoes uh, before the foam just starts to break down. It's losing its support um, but most likely it is an overuse injury so you need to cut back on your intensity your volume but you can also wear things like compression ice uh, orthotics although the research is conflicted on whether or not that actually helps or not so find out what works for you Well, you guys, that's my spiel on shin splints. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you have any questions about anything I talked about today or any running questions in general, please shoot me an email at larry at chargerunning.com. If you're unfamiliar with charge running, it's an app that allows you to be coached by certified running coaches like myself, but live with other runners from all across the world. The coaches can give you instant feedback on things like your pace, your distance, your cadence, along with so much more and more running tips that you may need. And what's awesome is all you need is your phone and some running shoes. So go to chargerunning.com for more questions and download the app from there to get your free trial. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening into this episode. Can't wait to see you next week for our new episode. You guys rock. And as always, charge on.